Hey, y'all, thanks for listening in again. Uh, this week we have a testimony with my friend Melissa. Say hi, Melissa. Hi. <laughs> um, so we go to church together. Um, I This happens every time I have somebody in. And I'm like, when did you start coming to church? How long have we known each other? Um, so TJ and I, we've actually probably known each other longer than we've been. Like TJ and I uh, came to Oakland Heights uh, when we first moved to Georgia in June of 2019, before okay. I had copper. So we actually came to Oakland Heights for like three months, and then we left to try other churches and uh, ended up at another church for a little while, um, and then actually ended up back. So, yeah. you know, kind of solidified our, <laughs> oh, we're there for a reason, we'll say. Right, right. All right, so tell people a little bit about you and your kid's situation and your farm living, all the things. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, would not say that we have a farm. <laughs> we got our first chicken egg today, so I don't know if that qualifies us for anything. You're official. But, yeah. <laughs> um, um, so where, what did you ask me again? <laughs> <laughs> Just tell, me, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, okay. So um, uh, I, was, um, I was born in Florida. My mom... Um, Moved, I was born in Miami, actually, so my mom didn't think that that was a great place to raise kids. Right. Uh, she had been half raised there. She was actually like half raised in New York and half uh, raised in Miami. Um, really rough home life. Her dad was an alcoholic, and her um, was physically abusive towards her mom, not towards the kids, but verbally abusive towards everyone. Mm-hmm. And uh, so my mom witnessed a lot of that. And she was in and out of foster, foster care. Um. But she moved, my grandmother moved to Tennessee, my aunt moved to Tennessee, and so she kind of followed them. Um, and so we were raised in Tennessee. I'm really grateful for that, actually. So we uh, kind of, um, where am I going with this? Well, so how long did you live in Tennessee? Uh, pretty much my whole life. I was, um, so we moved from Florida whenever I was probably three. So I don't really, I don't remember anything about yeah. Florida. Um, Look, see, I was raised in Tennessee. We moved to Georgia when I was three. Oh, okay. Where'd you come Just, from? I don't even know. Where'd you come from? Yeah. Where'd you come <laughs> from? I was born in Indiana. Only oh, lived there okay. for less than a year. Moved to North Carolina and then moved to Georgia when I was three. Oh, okay. Sweet. Um, yeah. So I was like, um, and lived in Tennessee, like pretty much my whole life until we moved here, um, in 2019, TJ and I. So aside from that, what you know moved here in 2019 i have three kids uh one on the way i have a baby due in december all girls my poor husband um (laughs) but yeah that's basically everything about me i homeschool we have um we bought a house on five acres within the last year lived with some friends for a little bit while we remodeled with that was a very sweet time but yeah i don't I don't, I'm not too complicated, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. That's a great story, I think. So, um, when you were saved, uh, at what age? Was this a young thing that happened or were you older? Yeah. So I was saved whenever I was six. Um, when we lived in Tennessee, I spent most of my life in a little town called Dunlap. But aside from that, whenever I think, I think whenever my mom first moved to Tennessee, she lived in that area, but whenever she met my, uh, who's my stepdad now, whenever she met him, they got married. We moved to a town called McMinnville. We went to a church there, um, called way of the bat, uh, way of the cross Baptist church. I was like way of the bats, <laughs> way of the bats Baptist church. No way of the cross Baptist church. And I was, uh, I was not saved at church. I was actually saved in this tiny little house. I don't know how I remember all the details of this right. because I don't remember anything else really about this uh, time of my life. But, um, 
we at the time had rented the, like this little tiny house and it was only two bedroom. I have two brothers. So they shared a room. My mom and dad had a room. I had my little brother at the time. So he's a baby in their room. And then I slept on the couch. <laughs> uh, but I remember um, my mom leading me to Christ whenever in their back bedroom, that little um tiny gray rental That's sweet. um and I got saved at that church that we went to a couple of years later we were members there probably for three or four years um before we well is my is my timeline right probably that's what i I guess we probably went there for uh we probably went there for two or three years before we moved i think we moved whenever i was in uh second grade right and so i think when we moved around seven or whenever i was seven or eight um but yeah i got saved and baptized um saved and uh saved with my mom my mom led me to christ and then baptized in that church um so anyways that's how i got saved but uh very minuscule part of my testimony i um did like a lot of people did. I I would say that I was like pretty solidified in my beliefs. My parents were like my Sunday school teachers often. And I remember my mom like doing devotionals and stuff at home. But um, I like had my first relationship whenever I was in high school. Kind of went down a path of sin right after that. Yeah. It didn't, that didn't start until I was 17. I was really like behind my friends and starting to experiment with things. Right. Uh, because I was like, I considered myself to be a strong Christian, you know, right. uh, until like my faith was tested by my first real boyfriend. That is and, the same story. Yeah. Me. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, um, after like that happened and then after we broke up, um, I still continued in like sin, like, t- uh, like starting to uh, drink alcohol and hang out with friends, um, and like party settings and stuff. Um, in reality, it started whenever I was like 17, but, and it, it ended pretty quickly. It seems like such a long time, but it wasn't because right. I got pregnant out of wedlock very quickly. So that, that cleared things right up. Well, yeah, I think it was a lot of, I think it was, uh, looking back, I think it was God chastising me in a lot of ways. Cause it wasn't just that, like I, that happened. And then I like lost my job, wrecked my car, wow. <laughs> broke my arm all in like a couple weeks. He's like, hey, pay attention. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was, I remember like one point, I think it was like whenever, I think it was whenever I like wrecked my car and I remember like waiting on the police to arrive to yeah. uh, file the police report. And I just remember like pouring out like, okay, I hear what you're saying. Wow. Like, <laughs> you know, like uh, I've like been off the tracks and it was like a Jesus take the wheel moment, yeah. you know? And so, but I would say, that was like a turning point for me. Um, and then having Brinley, like, I think just me getting pregnant was a bit of God showing mercy, you know, mm. cause things could have went very differently. Obviously like my husband is super faithful now, like what a testimony, Yeah. but that could have gone very differently considering sure. what I was getting into at that time. And I was never into anything like crazy. It was really just like partying and alcohol, but, uh, it was enough, you yeah. know, for God to correct me. Um, but very small, in comparison like that was like just like a turning point the biggest turning point for sure but I didn't really start growing in my walk with the Lord until I started reading my Bible like, for sure yeah you know I think it was uh, I think I would compare it to like like being saved at a young age and then not that my parents my parents were sharing scripture and stuff in the home it wasn't like and, and are really doctrinally doctrinally sound yeah um but it, it was just like kind of like having a relationship with your father that you only know through your mom, you For know, sure. like only through your mom know like what she talks about. You and hear stuff. about him. Yeah. Anything yeah. And like I knew what scripture said, but I didn't really, I didn't really dig into it for myself, you know? Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Praise <laughs> the Lord. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, I don't know. That's a, <laughs> kind of like a, 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 a Sparks Note version. Yeah. version. So when so when you got pre- pregnant with Brinley, you're mm-hmm. with TJ, yes. who you're married to now. So yes. at what point did y'all get married after y'all got pregnant with Brinley? So I got, uh, I didn't get, we didn't get married until uh, two years after Brinley was born, actually. Right. And it was kind of like, uh, we had started going back to church, and I honestly was just like dumb to a lot of things in scripture. I remember thinking like, the Bible is written by man. Like right. I like my that's nothing my parents had taught me. It was just kind of like what I had thought because I had never read it like myself. The human and like, wisdom. Yes. Uh-huh. You know, like yeah, eight, eighteen years old were so smart. Like know? at that <laughs> same 19, age I, guess, like, I was like, um, you know, the story of Adam and Eve could be a metaphor. So <laughs> and my yeah. mom's like, no. And I was like, well, yeah, but yeah, for sure. Human exactly. wisdom. Yeah. We think, um, we, you, well, you can figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just remember thinking these things and not really understanding. I remember my mom, my mom was like always on me about marriage. And I thought in my human wisdom, right. I thought, well, I can get financial aid as a single mom right now. <laughs> you know, like, why is mom? You're crazy. Yeah. Like yeah. with, uh, cause I'd planned on going back to school. Um, but I just remember thinking, and you know, like marriage is just a piece of paper. Like I just didn't understand those things right. until like I was convicted. Like, uh, you know, I had turned, like I had, uh, turned my life back over to God, like decided, but I didn't really understand what scripture said about those things. We started going back to church and I started reading my Bible and then things started unfolding, mm. uh, little, little by little. And so, um, we got married when Brinley was two and it's kind of, been you know an upward uh, journey yeah an upward trajectory since then like my relationship with god uh growing but you know how it is yeah 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 (laughs) yeah so learning things along the way and then growing and growing pains and all yeah growing pains that's for sure (laughs) that is yeah i think it's very true like what you're saying about human wisdom and you get to this age and so super prideful like just (sighs) seems like the peak of pride (laughs) you have everything figured out and then you start really getting hit hard Mm -hmm. with life and really seeing like, ah, maybe I don't have everything figured out. And then when you get into the word, like praise God that you got into the word um, to see and he starts revealing things Mm -hmm. to us. And then we're like, whoa, that's like pretty, pretty great. So you and TJ have been married, you've had Brindley, um, and then Copper was next, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was 2019? Yes, 2019. We got okay. married in 2017, and then we had Copper um, 2019 after we moved here. He had, um, we, whenever we lived in Tennessee, he was working second shift, and he got a, a, an a opportunity um, to be promoted, um, and he could choose, like, Nashville or um, Georgia, yeah. you know, Atlanta, but it's Kennesaw, and he chose Kennesaw because it just made more sense, like, financially, yeah. like, um and so we uh, and it was also for first shift that's what we were we were wanting him to spend more time with him sure. he was working second shift so we uh, the move was really about that yeah. you know um so we moved and that's been a blessing uh god's blessed us tremendously uh since then so yeah but that was the main reason like we moved to georgia was so that he could get first shift we could spend more time as a family because second shift was brutal mm. and yeah yeah so been- since y'all been married and then all the moving and and the job and everything was it both of y'all kind of at the same time deciding to really follow the Lord? Were one of y'all kind of ahead of the other as far as like wanting to do that? Yeah. So uh, TJ was not saved. Like uh, uh, he would, didn't grow up in church or anything. Mm-hmm. So our journeys have definitely been different. In fact, we have a lot. Like I carried a lot of resentment in the beginning of our marriage because um, he had str- he struggled with alcohol problems and mm-hmm. um 
thank the Lord he's uh, overcome those things and it's a big part of his testimony. But we definitely grew at different rates. I would say, interestingly enough, you know, I was saved whenever I was little and it was like, uh, like a plateau and then a mountain, like after I had like decided to really give my life to the Lord after (laughs) a lot of chastisement. But uh, it's different for TJ because he didn't like understand that. He didn't understand the Trinity. He couldn't tell you anything about the Bible um, when we first got together and wasn't really interested in going to church. But he has his own testimony, of course. So we grew at different rates. And it's just, I would say, an act of mercy of God and not only my life, but our marriage, you know, that we are both like faithful now you know because I think I look back and think about like all the mistakes that I made during that time and think man it could have really ended differently like God showed Mm -hmm. a lot of mercy on me in multiple ways you know like through Brinley Brinley's uh was such a blessing and um obviously our marriage is a blessing now but yeah (laughs) I look at I look at uh, my friend's marriages who did things quote unquote the right way and got married and then had kids and then like bought a house and all those things that we didn't do. We did so backwards and their marriages are a wreck. Mm. And I think it's just, it's just a God thing. There's like no other explanation that things would have worked out for me the way that they would have, you know, you can plan things all day long, but (laughs) unless God's really in it, Mm -hmm. it's going to be failure for sure. Yeah. Not to say like uh, it's testimony of God's goodness. I'm sure Mm -hmm. like I would see that he was good either way, but it's easy for me, you know, (laughs) in comparison to some people because uh, my husband is so faithful now. So anyways, praise God. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's interesting because like, you know, my story, like we know each other's story pretty good. I think Um, that when I married Dustin, it was, you know, similar in the fact that like I was more trying to seek the Lord later I mean I was in rebellion yeah um and then when I was like wanting to follow the Lord I was kind of there before he was yes and And it's the same seems very like at least in our culture I don't know about other people's that where women are kind of on the forefront of wanting to go there first Mm -hmm. and then the men are like "Uh." it's because we're so emotional (laughs) what probably is yeah and for the fact that it's like I'm so thankful that my husband is walking with the Lord and it makes things a lot easier oh yeah with me because even when as women were like well if you would just go to church if you would just seek the lord and mm-hmm. whatever it's like then i get self-righteous yeah. and think that like well because and you're not and whatever mm-hmm. and and god's just been really good in our marriage uh with that but it is neat how god does grab a hold of our families whether it's through the wife first or mm-hmm. through the husband that but that we're like all together yeah. following the lord if that makes sense yeah it's true i th- i would say that TJ up until about maybe two or three years ago would have considered me the spiritual leader of our household right (laughs) and he may like even think that still that I'm like smarter biblically I don't know if he would voice that uh, but he has (laughs) said that like probably within the last like few months and I'm like that's not true right um I think it's just he's like humble in that way you Mm. know and I'm like or I'll mention something he's like I had no idea like I wouldn't look at it that way but we do that to each other and it's definitely not like there's so many things that I like I see how good how good God is because I don't understand them the way that he does. Yeah. And he's like much quicker to catch on to things. Uh, so praise the Lord because he's only been reading the Bible for I mean like for what, sure. four or five years now. He yes. um uh, he had a this is just God working. He had he'd gotten a it wasn't me. So I would like I think we were going to church, but what really helped him is he had a um co-worker mm. but it was just him and two guys working in a shop um that really like he was able to ask questions like honest questions well 
uh, what does the Bible say about this? And so that ended up like really helping him understand what God's word had to say. Yeah. The, the um, guy was, his name was Kevin. It was willing to sit down with him. And I think it meant, I think it hit differently coming from somebody else, yeah. you know? And, and that guy was probably far more spiritually mature than I was like uh, at that moment, you right. know? I don't even remember like where my headspace would have been. A lot of it would have still been regurgitating because yeah. I was not, uh, I probably just started reading my Bible and stuff mm-hmm. um, whenever he was. So our journeys with God have been different, Yeah, I would say, but we are kind of like meeting, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, meeting now. So that's so neat how God does that. Yeah. He, like when we are um, faithful to yeah. obey him mm-hmm. and trust him that he does bring fruit in our life and restoration yeah. with things. Yeah. It's so, so true. Thankful. Yeah. A lot of it's like been pra- prayer. Like I just remember resenting him so much for mm-hmm. a, a, um, things that happened in the beginning of our marriage. And I remember thinking like, I don't know how I'm going to get over this, you right. know, or just saying things he wouldn't, you know, bringing, bringing up the things that he did. And it took me a long time to get over those things, you know, mm-hmm. and it was like hundred percent prayer. Like it's nothing that I even think of now. Right. But I just remember saying things in like really hurtful and thinking, like looking back, thinking, I, I can't, I don't even remember why, or like know why I would have said something like that. Women are so good with our words. <laughs> yeah. We like will cut somebody yeah. or encourage somebody. It's going to go one way or the other. Yeah. 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 I, but I, I think I just remember praying like, oh, I just resent him so much. Mm. You know, like, I don't know. Like it was just God changed my heart. Like praying that God would change my heart because it did not happen on my own, you know? Yeah. Well, and that's, <laughs> that's something good, I think, to talk about because like, again, sharing the same um, or similar circumstances with being married and, mm-hmm. you know, my husband's struggling with drinking and, mm-hmm. you know, not wanting to follow the Lord with certain things. And so you have women now who are in marriage relationships and they, love the Lord and they want to lead their family in the Lord and they, but their husbands aren't there yet. And so yeah. they're discouraged right now yeah. and they feel kind of hopeless and just like, this is how I die or mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever the case. Like, do you have anything that you could say to those women who are married um, that just feel like in a hopeless situation that might encourage them of, of something that God taught you? Yeah, I would say, man, it's hard. Cause I don't feel like I'm, I feel like God has really been merciful to me. I don't feel like I've had to struggle like for a very long time or yeah. a significant amount of time with just, you know, hating my husband or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that I have friends that are in that position and all I can do, the, the best advice that I have, because I feel like it is not just in marriage or just like resentment in general, in general is to go to God's word mm-hmm. because that's the only way I have grown or got gotten peace about anything, yeah. you know, um, of course prayer also, but, uh, you know, I think, I believe we speak to God through prayer and God speaks to us through his word. I just don't, there's mm-hmm. no better advice that I could get than to just dig into God's word and, uh, be faithful with that time. You know, I think that people get discouraged easily because a lot of people are walking through those positions. I know that was probably the case for you for years and years. Yeah. And I, can't honestly say that I have done that for a long time. Like, I feel like, like I said, God was merciful to me, but that is my best advice. And I think that God refines our hearts during those times. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that, that's just been the case for me. Uh, 
<laughs> very simplistic advice, but the best advice I have, you know, just to be faithful with God's word in that time with yeah. him and to be diligent in prayer, you know, and I think that it, even if our circumstances don't change, our hearts do yeah. through that time. So I think yeah. that's the best advice. Yeah. Because <laughs> if not, like our heart does get hard mm-hmm. and bitter yeah. and the enemy gets a foothold. And yeah. a lot of times we're blindsided because mm-hmm. we're not in the word of God and yeah. we're not intimate with the lord as we should be it's true and so the enemy uses us yeah (laughs) and i so that's still my best advice even like uh even now you know i would say like anyone struggling with anything uh just see what he has to say about that and like it might not be seem very direct but you know you you know how it is like reading any random story you're like oh yeah i see (laughs) i see what he's saying there you know and i think uh i think it's just important overall because I didn't really understand like God's character or like what God had to say about a lot of things. Like we, especially growing up in the Bible belt or like being raised, you know, like we just think we know who God is and we know what salvation is and what heaven is. Like Mm -hmm. we know those things because we hear about them all the time. And so everybody knows. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the case for me, but you don't really know until like, if you are claiming the God of the Bible, go to the source, you know? Mm -hmm. So anyways, that's, I'd say that that's my best advice to not only, um, combat like our own like resentment or fear whatever it is mm-hmm. is to go to god's word but also to just to know god if the you know yeah. if that's our goal then that go to the source you know so. yeah 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 i totally agree yeah. and and don't be your husband's holy spirit because that will not work out for you oh yeah yeah <laughs> that's so true i have thought that also uh we uh, like I, I know that women like this it is often they want to be like the spiritual leaders were just more emotional and the men aren't there mm-hmm. and I think so often what I see in like my friends or like other people that have just mentioned it you know like at church or whatever is that they they want so bad for their husband to want the same things mm-hmm. and it says that we win our husbands through meekness and I think that's right. hard for us you know when we see especially like even even now you know like with you know like with a faithful husband Right. We see that we see all their flaws and we see like, like mm. let me open my mouth about it. Clearly <laughs> yeah. you don't know. <laughs> yeah. We got, I got to let you know what you're doing wrong. Yeah. But, and uh, then they, they're not, more resistant towards it when yeah, we open our mouth. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think that it takes, it just, it doesn't work well. We think it does, but it doesn't. It's only the finesse of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> not with my words. Exactly. So, um, so I think, you know, I think just prayer, I think that, uh, also going to church like for women that are just trying to be that example mm. i just know so many that they would say well my husband doesn't want to come to church and it's like well go you just make it a priority yeah. and then uh then practice what the <laughs> what you're learning right. you know like if you're if if god's word or the preacher however however god is speaking to you is uh telling you like that you and your husband over with meekness will be meek mm. you know and and it's funny, like, I know that this is, this is the, that's the case for me and probably the case for you that, like, when we keep our mouths shut and we're just obedient mm-hmm. and do what God has laid us out to do, then our husbands just see a difference in us. We don't have to say anything. And it's like that. I mean, it's not just our husbands. That's like that with people in general. Yeah, you know? people are more receptive and more tender towards us and yeah. the Lord when we are gracious and loving. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. For just sure. modeling, you know, rather than yeah. uh, spewing it out of our mouths when they just see uh, 
that we are walking the walk, not just talking the talk. Mm. So yeah, no, that's good. So and I know that we've talked about before in previous conversations, not on this episode, <laughs> obviously, uh, but just like we have kind of similar ish father stories. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know I had a different dad. I mean, it's similar, but not the same. But I didn't know I had a dad until uh, a different dad until I was 13. And then mm-hmm. I met him when I was 18. Yeah. And then kind of like, you know, he's been mm-hmm. in and out of prison, drug use, <laughs> alcohol, whatever. And so, yeah. you know, a lot of half brothers and sisters and we I feel you. <laughs> don't really have the conversation with him because he's just living mm-hmm. his life and yeah. whatever. And so kind of having that void. But I know that you have a similar story um, with your dad. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you may have like had more conversations with your biological father mm-hmm. than I have. Um, so my stepdad raised me uh, very, very thankful for that. He, not only me, but I have uh, two older brothers and a little brother that's also his biologically um, that he raised and like he treats us all as his own. But my biological father, I did not uh, really have any contact with my entire life until recently because I felt like it was the right thing to open that door. But it was interesting. He's a, he's, I, I, I haven't had a conversation with him in months, but it was uh, I, I just feel like, again, like God's showing mercy in my life. Like, look what I've done. Like, I've given you not only a heavenly father, right. but a earthly father that uh, treats you like his own. And your actual biological father is crazy. So just another <laughs> mercy, you know, right. he he uh, I think he's ho- homeless. And I tried to um, share the gospel with him, but mm-hmm. very interesting man very like kind conspiracy of theory reality yeah, yeah. and uh, and very victim mentality which mm-hmm. i think is a lot of people's problem but specifically his you can tell that he's been like stuck in this state for years thinks that the government's after him all this right. crazy stuff but uh but yeah just yeah i've tried I tried to have conversations with him but uh almost a situation where i felt like i needed to be very careful because i don't want to open a door that might like mm-hmm. I don't know him at all With and he's crazy and know, yeah. yeah like just from the conversations we have like want to protect my family so yeah but uh on the other end very thankful you know that like the, <laughs> I mean just the, just thanking God that I'm not also like a complete nut job I mean maybe some people <laughs> think that I am but you know <laughs> I don't think you are. yeah <laughs> well I think it's interesting too like with my biological dad uh, learning about his upbringing and, mm-hmm. and just the crazy stuff, yes. horrible stuff that he went through. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, that might be why you are that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, and I'm sad for that for him. Mm-hmm. But, and I'm also thankful though, that, um, there's kind of been a generational curse broken. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so definitely the same. I feel, I feel the same. I feel like it started with my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, cause my mom has a testimony of her own. Um, but I feel like, her moving away from the Miami era area to Tennessee, like just really changed what our lives would have been like. Right. And so that's like a testimony in itself, but also I just can't, I just feel like, you know, I I feel like there's like a, you know, like the movies that show like multiple different scenarios that could have been different ending stories. Yes, exactly. And I feel like at this point, I feel like God has given me like the best case scenario, you know, and I can't, I couldn't have dreamed that up myself, you know, so, but definitely I feel like, I feel like I have, I don't feel like the generational curse breaking started with me. I feel like it started with my mom being faithful and diligent. So do you know how old your mom was when she got saved? 
Oh, I don't. I'm not 100% sure. I want to say I've, I've asked her like within the last few months and I think she said that she, she was young. Yeah. But also did the same thing, yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, but she, like I, I'm so thankful. Like I, even though like I stumbled a lot and I'm, I am still so thankful that she is like, she's like one of the people I would go to like for a Bible question. Very yeah. knowledgeable, not perfect, you know, like. I think there is still some generational curse breaking for to be sure. done in like our uh, in our family, but I'm thankful for her and her diligence and like bringing us to church even when she was single and then like whenever once her and my stepdad got married, it's just I don't know. It's like very similar between you and me because yeah. also with my mom, like she had a horrible stuff upbringing, yes. right? Yes. And then I think my mom got saved when she was like 18 or something. Yeah. And my mom was younger, but yeah. 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 So just the fact that like, even though they had some dysfunction, they had to work out mm-hmm. because of how their life was when oh, they yeah. were younger. And still, yeah. The fact that like they were willing to let God use them and mm-hmm. they wanted that those like promises that God had yes. for their kids. And so mm-hmm. I think that's encouraging for other people again, who might be married to somebody mm-hmm. that's not walking with the Lord, or maybe they didn't have parents that way that like, you don't have to have a whole, you know, family Perfect. heritage of yeah. amazing people and um, that follow the Lord. Like it just takes one person to yeah. break the cycle. It's so true. Yeah, for sure. The case in my family and the case, like, even with my stepdad, like he wasn't raised like in a biblical home, but they decided they were going to go to church together um, after they got together. And so a broken family, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm so thankful that that was the case, you know, that they would, weren't ashamed that they, that we had like kids from yeah. all over the place, you know, and they were still diligent. We also had churches that like took us in as family and weren't yeah. like, you know, oh, this family is a little dysfunctional, yeah, you right, know? Right. So uh, praise the Lord, you know, yeah, just another piece of yeah. the puzzle for sure. And I think it's important just to note, just in case anybody like thinks something different, I don't know. It's just like, it's not so much about families being Christian and going to church or what, you know, people are like, why is it so dysfunctional? What's the problem? Mm-hmm. And it's really being able to see whether you're in church or not, whether your church mm-hmm. or your family has been brought up that way or preachers or deacons yes. or whatever. It doesn't really matter. What matters is if they have a personal relationship with the Lord, yeah. with the fruit of the Lord and the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit. And, um, and the reason why we can rejoice that, you know, generational curses have been broken and things like that is because it's the Lord that's done it. We've seen the dysfunction of sin when people aren't walking with the Lord. Oh, yeah. In our past um, history of our families. Yeah. And how destructive and mm-hmm. hopeless that kind mm-hmm. of stuff is in those situations. But even in our own lives when we haven't been walking with the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, I think, especially like uh, through pa- prayer and Bible reading, you can see two very specific things, you know, that perhaps your parents struggled with that yeah. you that are naturally going have to do whole, or have yeah, yeah or, or can yeah, be yeah yeah uh, can p- uh, the same habits picking up the same habits <laughs> you know and it thank the lord he brings those things to our attention because i mean oh if he didn't i'd be a whole mess you know yeah one that he uses his word like you were saying like mm-hmm. being to in the word of god us. yeah yeah and, and having that flashlight and showing like mm-hmm. this is not of me and this is of yeah the enemy yeah um, and it's i think it's uh it's layered you know i do think mm-hmm. like there's other things that we should do because they refine us being surrounding ourselves with other people that are faithful going to church those things are all important but they don't 
they're not our gateway to God. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, I think that, yeah. You a know. lot of times it can just be a mask. If mm-hmm. people don't really get into what does it mean? Like, what's the purpose of us going to church? Why in the world are we going to church? Yes, so you true. Know, so the, Bible's, the Bible actually talks about it. Mm-hmm. But we get so used to the American tradition, in the South anyway. Mm-hmm. But it's so interesting, like, how things are going. Um, like, this is the 40-year-old old lady coming out and talking. <laughs> <laughs> because I remember <laughs> back in the day. Back in my day. But it was it was just so normal. Uh, normal to talk about church and for a lot of people to be like oh yeah you know church 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 and not necessarily that was a good thing because people just think they're going to Mm -hmm. heaven because they went to church so true but nowadays people are like what is the purpose of church i don't yeah you know i don't think i need to go to church yeah. bunch of hi- hypocrites yeah it's very that's right come sit by me the <laughs> hypocrite <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i think it's uh, pretty interesting so has there been any bible verses that god has used in your life um that you know you kind of clung unto lately or what god has been teaching you right now yeah i would say like something that i've struggled with i think it's not i think it's just relationships in general whether it's with our children um our husbands or other people is uh it's philippians 2 3 uh it says let nothing be done through vain strife or I'm sorry, through strife or vainglory, <laughs> but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. And I think, mm-hmm. I think it's like, well, all of Philippians is so good. There's so many verses that I could pull out of there, especially with us going uh, through a, a series about joy at church. Yeah, I think that, I think that that's a verse that I have fallen back on a lot over the last probably year or more, because no matter the situation, whether like I naturally can take offense to so many things you know and I think that bringing that verse to mind and tucking it away has been helpful for me because no whatever the situation is whether it's my husband saying something Mm. that just you know sets me off I can turn around and think well he probably didn't mean it that way Mm. not always but a lot yeah. of times I can think, oh, he probably didn't mean it that way based on that verse, you know, or if it's a friend that says something that's hurtful or I think is hurtful, you know, I can reframe it like maybe they didn't mean it that way, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in ministry, you know, like going, uh, working with so many people. I think it's, it's just a good verse to fall back on. It's not my first. It's honestly not my first uh, thought right. to think those things but I think it's very human to not think those things (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) but I think that that's the way God's refined my heart is uh it you know like (laughs) all of these things are vanity like your Mm. your self-righteousness your like uh holiness like whatever you think that you're doing good at not really you know I think it's just I I think that verse is something I go back to like just God will humble me through that Mm. you know so that's anyways, yeah. that's where that's uh that's been the thing that's uh, stuck out to me the most like within the, that's how God's been refining me in this season, especially like with motherhood. I think that's the thing I've probably told so many people that I struggle with most. Just I think like in marriage, you have someone to hold you accountable when you're with other adults at church or like where, whatever it is that you're involved in. Like adults can hold you accountable but within your own home. Right. There's not really anybody and your kids don't have much to say back to you. Yeah. So uh, I think that that's something, you know, that's like a verse I can go back to, like, well, why am I speaking this way, Mm, you know, and like, uh, remembering that whether, (laughs) whether or not anyone knows, but my kids, the way that I speak to them, Mm. uh, God knows, you know, and, uh, that's just, you know, the way God's been refining my heart, uh, like, uh, there's a million ways, you know, 
that any a million verses that I could go to that I have also used it like in this season. But I think that anyways, motherhood's yeah. the most trying and that's something. No, it <laughs> that's is another so one of those. <laughs> yeah, because like we're having to like manage and bring up and be responsible day in and day out with these little humans that are um, as sinful as we are. <laughs> so like yeah. constantly with arguing or sibling mm-hmm. fighting or, you know, how they can get snippy and you're like, what'd you say to me? You know? Yeah. And I don't know about you, but a lot of times um, when my kids are a certain way to me, then I will naturally go back to how I was raised. Mm-hmm. And be yes. Like, very authoritarian. Well, you're not going to talk to me like that little kid. You yeah. And yeah. Really trying to, um, I think it's important to, not have permissive parenting where we're just like oh whatever you think it yeah, led everything <laughs> like okay do get yourself thing. in trouble with that one yeah but uh but to be how god the father is to us yeah and, tame our tongues oh gosh yeah that's hard well and i think in similar ways melissa is as you've probably heard me say a hundred times like the season verse for me you know since last year is hebrews ten twenty four. Let us consider one another mm-hmm. um, to provoke to love and to good works. Yeah. So a lot of times it's like whether I'm, my flesh is getting irritated with my husband or my kids or somebody, it's like, is my mm-hmm. response going to provoke them to love and good works? Yes. Because then it becomes about the other person instead mm-hmm. of my rights and my offenses. Mm-hmm. And what did you just say to me? I'll tell yeah. you what, you know? Yeah, it's there's, like, <laughs> yeah, it's so true. The verse also that comes to mind is like the verse that says like, fathers provoke not your children to wrath, right. you know? And I thought, man, <laughs> Uh, there's probably been a few times where I have like really uh, thrown fuel in the fire with, yeah. you know, with my kids and trying to break away from that is very much mm-hmm. like a, about how you're raised. I see. That's yeah. what I was referring to. Like a lot of uh, like generational. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just picking up on things. Uh, that's something my mom, you know, my mom has said too. she's like, you probably got that from me, you know. Right. Uh, but that's not an excuse. You know, right. uh, God still calls us to behave a certain way, especially with our kids like man like I have thought so many times you know going to church bring my kids to church those are all good things but like what what really matters is like how I'm reacting with them at home like they're gonna they know you know right um that's the real deal yeah yeah, yeah. and so uh, whenever they grow up do I want them to the, like be like yeah well mom took us to church but you should have seen how right. she acted when, you know when or at we were church at people are like oh that person's just so great and the kids are yeah. like yeah, okay <laughs> yeah so just see them at home yeah and yeah. I think like just learning not like you know learning to balance um how do I put it not like the learning to balance what the Bible says about mm-hmm. uh, parenting and also um, stripping away like what I like know about parenting mm-hmm. has been difficult. And then yeah. also like trying to ignore what psychology says, you know, right, is the best thing. the focus on self. Yes. And everybody else's like happiness yeah. and happy-go-lucky, mm-hmm. yeah. whatever. It's just like clear, like clear. Yeah. What does the Bible say? Like uh, provoke not your children to wrath, uh, you know, and then like how we should speak not only to uh, our children, but just people in general, mm-hmm. but they are, they are little people, you know? They so, are, yeah. so uh, just being careful, like with my words is like j- just the, probably the most difficult thing for me because I was raised like, so like, yeah, 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 you know, like if yeah. getting in trouble. So like really reeling back on that and thinking, uh, this is not edifying, you know, mm-hmm. like the way, like my behavior, having to apologize, you know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think, I, I think it's good for your kids to see like, you're not perfect, you know? Um, but also like, like, you know, like that behavior has to correct, you right. know, you can apologize as much as you want, but your kids are going to, 
they're gonna know like okay she's gonna apologize yeah. again you know so just uh i don't know i i think the the biggest thing goes back to uh like being god's word being mm-hmm. in prayer letting him refine our hearts renew our minds yeah yeah, yeah and uh a day by day because it's not it's not the a daily win- bread yeah it, it's it, you have your salvation then yeah. you have sanctification and mm-hmm. i think that uh yeah, you know. <laughs> that man goes bad the next day. You need it. Yeah, you need to yeah. Have new, Her new mercies bread. are new every wor- morning, <laughs> yeah. you know. So I think that, I think, anyways, I don't know. Well, I, I don't know if I'm saying anything no, abuse. I think, <laughs> I think that's good. I think it's encouraging and important to remember that, you know, when we have uh, accepted Christ to be our Savior, mm-hmm. it's like the all-powerful God lives inside of us. Mm-hmm. So this is not things we have to do in our own wisdom, and our own strength, yes. that it's the Holy Spirit that can speak words of life into our kids. Yeah, so true. And trying to remember that, like, if God the Father isn't going to say it to me, then I don't need to say it to my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, the way that he corrects me yes, and loves word. me, and, but, like, also is, is stern with me. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to remember that, like, I need to be the same way, but I'm not going to know how to be that way unless, like what you said, I'm in the Word mm-hmm. of God as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you're not saved, you're just doing it all in your flesh. Yeah. Anyway. For if real. you are saved, you can be doing it in your flesh, <laughs> so you better be in the Word. Yeah, it's yeah. so true. That Yeah, that goes along with uh, everything we talked about this morning. And, like, finding, I think, too, like, just finding joy in this season has been difficult for me. And I, I just go back to Philippians mm. a lot, to be honest, because there's just so much to impact. Or uh, impact. I know what you're talking about. Unpack and impact. <laughs> Do you want me to unpack in Philippians? Just I think like uh, just seeing how uh, heavily Paul was persecuted mm-hmm. and uh, like you could read that the the theme being joy, and then just imagining him like sitting in a jail cell, not like right. our fancy jail cells now, you know. Yeah. Uh, writing that to the Philippian church, like I always like ponder that, you know, like thinking, man, what. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what position I am like in my like AC you know uh, like fixing Super breakfast for my kids grumpy you know that they water. don't want to eat yeah or <laughs> yeah. yeah but you know getting bitter and thinking like man these people these people suffered so much mm-hmm. you know so like what I have is so little like what I'm what I'm doing it should be a blessing and I should find joy in it you know well, it just feels like our flesh is so weak because we have so much yeah you know what I mean it's like, yeah oh. oh it's so true yeah the, the so American dream yeah is yeah yeah like what is that that casting crown song that says American dream uh seems more and more like a nightmare or something like oh, that with every yeah. passing day right and I'm yeah. like man how true because entitled spoiled Christians yeah that don't it, know much about I know suffering and persecution yeah we're just surrounded with so much prosperity that it's hard for us to mm. set our sights on what's important you know but i'm really seeing that like uh I, I think it's such a foreign concept and it almost seems like a bad thing to say that you know it's not about our rights oh yeah it's not about getting what we want it's true god's not like because the a common thing with um progressive christianity or whatever you want to call it is that they're like well you know god just wants you to be happy mm-hmm. you know god just wants you to xyz that just makes you feel fulfilled it's like you don't even know what makes you fulfilled yeah. <laughs> it's the bible that tells you and and it says the exact opposite it tells us to yeah. die to ourselves right. and you really have to do that like every day and it, you can't do it on your own it is the holy spirit right. you know like we but are it not- is such it is such a place of joy mm-hmm. because in human wisdom we think well if god doesn't you know, want me to necessarily be happy and I don't get all these things and I have to die to my flesh. Well, that sounds like a miserable life in existence, but it's really where we find true joy. That's right. Because I mean, people that are chasing, you know, how does the American Mm -hmm. dream people chasing that 
are miserable. Yeah. I mean, suicide rates are constantly rising. You know, the um, the mental health crisis is just getting worse through all of this self-promotion and self-glorifying mm-hmm. culture. You know, it's clearly not working. Yeah. And so we see it don't. just is yeah. a confirmation is a, just another confirmation that like what God's word says yeah. is true, you know, so God's way leads to fruit and sin leads to destruction. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. It's Period. like, you can just have that as a science experiment. Yeah. Don't. You d- learn from my life. Yeah. <laughs> For real, don't. Right that was terrible. terrible. Yeah. Well, Melissa, you got anything else you want to share? I don't think so. This is a lot of fun talking to you. Yeah, I'm you sorry. We should come we and do so this many- again. We should be like part two of whatever topic. It'll be great. <laughs> we could go on forever. It'll be good. I but, love you. Yeah, I love you too. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else. But you know, like I'll probably get home and think, oh man, I really... <laughs> So I missed week. a whole part. <laughs> you come back next week. <laughs> Melissa, again. Yeah. <laughs> I hope this episode was helpful to y'all in your uh, own personal walk with the Lord, or if you don't have one yet, um, I hope it encourages you to get to know the Lord. And I really appreciate Melissa being in the uh, podcast. It's a ton of fun talking to her. Always enjoy it. Um, in the meantime, if you have any questions, prayer requests, or need a physical Bible, feel free to DM me on Instagram at walkwithjesuspodcast or email me at walkwithjesuspodcast at gmail.com and I'll talk to y'all next Monday.